Welcome to Rise Resolute. If you are open to being inspired by gritty women who have pushed through difficulties and finding motivation in the way we are all connected, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. It is my pleasure to have Katie Van Arendonk on the program today. She is a doctor of physical therapy like me, listeners. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a daughter. She's a triathlete. She's a health and wellness coach. She is a jack of all trades, as she tells me. And I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. So welcome, Katie. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, Will you start off, please, Katie, by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself, where you came from? That would be great. Great. So I grew up in a small town in Iowa, met my husband in college, and we actually got married between our junior and senior year of undergrad, and then couples matched into grad school, where we moved on to Iowa City and did medical school and PT school. And then his residency took us to Baltimore, Maryland for eight years, where we had four kids. And then his fellowship took us to Nashville, Tennessee for two years. And now we are in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where he finally got a big boy job and, (laughs) you know, quote unquote, arrived into adulthood. And so, yeah, here we are back in the Midwest, closer to family, but still kind of trying out a new area of the country. Very nice. Um, I have a soft spot for the Midwest as well because my husband is from Cleveland, Ohio. So um, (laughs) here's my shout out to Cleveland and all those that I love in Cleveland. Um, I also lived in Cincinnati, so I need to mention that as well. And Chicago. (laughs) You got all this I got it all going, and I feel like if I don't mention it, it wouldn't be good. So, um, love the Midwest. Anyway, um, it is my pleasure to have you on. I'm so glad that you're going to talk to us about your own personal journey. And um, before we get started on that, Katie, I'm going to introduce our quote, which listeners um, Katie has chosen as it applies to her journey. And I think it is a super awesome one um, by Brene Brown. So, the quote is this. Integrity is choosing courage over comfort, choosing what is right over what is fun, fast, or easy, and choosing to practice our values rather than simply professing them. Super cool quote, uh, Katie. So thank you for that. And um, with that, why don't you give us a little background on some of the struggles you've faced in your journey? Um, So I think the uniqueness of my journey is really that the struggle is just kind of similar to that of a marathon. Like it's been more of a struggle of perseverance. And a lot of it just stems from getting married really young and kind of not knowing where our careers were going to take us and growing up together as a couple. And then um, just he opted for surgery, which is a really long, arduous training on both ends of the spectrum, both for the person training and the person supporting the trainee. And we chose to grow our family during his training simply because (laughs) he wasn't going to be finished for a good long minute. So (laughs) growing our family in the midst of residency training and fellowship training and just that kind of daily dying to self and being willing to like, hey, we're in it for the end goal and just kind of choosing, again, like courage over comfort and keeping the end goal in mind kind of in the mundane day-to-day tasks that that journey required of us has kind of just been this like personal growth challenge, like perseverance to the nth degree, Um, both in, you know, in my mothering and in my marriage and in marathon training. So it kind of just required that commitment to 
just showing up and being in the game. Um, So it's not this like big, huge, like one moment in time. There were many struggles or multiple struggles that were like really finite in amount of time that they took place, but it's just more the overarching journey that's kind of been like, whew, like, all right, this is the last 10K. This is where it gets real serious. I hear you. You know, something that you just said that we really haven't talked about much on the podcast, but I think is so relevant and I want to talk about it a little bit now is the dying to self. And um, for those of you who kind of don't know what that means, um, you know, that is putting others before yourself. And, um, and I think that that's what we do as women of faith. And, you know, I think that that's what our goal as human beings, in my opinion, um, is to serve others. And so I really like that you that you brought that up, Katie. Can you can you say more about that and how how that helped you as you were going through this journey? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that is just a constant reminder to me as a woman of faith and someone who's committed to like a covenantal marriage, just this notion that I'm really in a position like the greater good is served for everyone if I'm willing and all parties are willing, um, whether it's, you know, kind of the intimate component of your family or in a bigger community context, if people are willing to kind of put their personal preferences, desires, kind of just put them in check and realize it's not all about me, although many times I would love for it to be all about me. Um, But I do think marriage and parenting in particular has really given me a keen insight into basically how selfish I am wired to be Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of held me accountable and asked me to choose what is right, choose what is for the greater good, over what is fast, easy, and fun, over what is preferred in the moment, kind of that notion of discipline is choosing what you want more over what you want now. And what I want more is I want a really healthy marriage, and I want really stable, sound kids who know that they're loved. And oftentimes that requires me to like die to my personal preference in the moment and just choose what is right. Right. Um, Absolutely. Um, And I I think that's beautifully said. And I think that, you know, a lot of times when we're on the podcast, we're talking about how we are improving ourselves and how we ourselves are getting through struggles, etc. But I think it's a really valid point to say that if we can shift our perspective a little bit and remember um, that we aren't necessarily the center of the universe, you know, and that there are all there, there is so much out there. There are so many people out there who can benefit from what we have to give. I feel like that shift in perspective perspective um, can really help us in those moments that might not seem so huge um, if we're if we have that perspective or maybe they seem a little more manageable um, and I just I just think that that's super important so thank you for speaking about that so eloquently um, and so ultimately are you guys through this rough patch how did you ultimately kind of get through it were there people Katie that helped you along the way do you remember something specific that someone said to you as you were as you you were going through this journey um, with his, his surgical residency, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, a huge um, benefit to us by extension, like not, we did not live by family during any of this kind of training season. And all four of our kids were born in just over five years and we were away from family. And so much to what your podcast kind of um, speaks to is the value of community And we were just blessed to be surrounded by friends 
and colleagues and people that we interacted with in our neighborhood who basically became our family. And that value of community became really, really apparent in this journey. When you're not in a position to just kind of fall back on your given community of kind of extended family, you're kind of pushed out of your comfort zone and you have to choose to show up and invest in people and people invest in you. And that whole village mentality, um, I think that is a component that has really, really marked the journey in a way that I wouldn't choose to do it any other way because we have made some really deep, amazing friendships that I don't know that would have been available if we had been surrounded by easy community, like people who were just, you know, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. So family just kind of has to show up right, right. and be your people. Um, and then even though we were away from family, we were and still are just incredibly blessed by our parents who have poured into us as their children and pour into their grandkids, both in, you know, like helping us with resources and just showing up and loving on us in really generous, tangible ways. Awesome. Yeah, I can really relate to this because I've moved a lot myself and have not had a lot of family support at any point, really. And I agree, community is so very important. And, you know, it kind of goes back to this thread of, of this dying to self and selfless giving and how we have the power to number one, invest in our community, but also be a part of that community and invest in what we give to others and that it all goes hand in hand. And the more connected that we can become, the more that we can help each other through, you know, the easier the load is to bear. Um, so I think that that is super relevant. Um, is there anything back in the beginning, Katie, when you guys were starting out, you just got married or you just got engaged or, you know, whatever was happening at that time, you're young. And um, is there anything you wish you would have known at the time um, that would have maybe helped? I know there might be a few things, but. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, I think we were blissfully ignorant about <laughs> like, the journey we were going on, which maybe that was just, you know, kind of God's blessing that him choosing surgery was kind of out of left field just given like we both grew up in small town America where like there was a family practice doctor who basically just kind of did everything there weren't subspecialties and so everything was just a bit of like this adventure this uncovering of not really like we knew what we were getting into but we were knew just enough to not be terrified right right (laughs) just Um, enough to not be terrified I love it (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's how I live most of my days, Katie, by the way. Yes, exactly. This is me too. Like, shoot from the hip. Okay, we're here. So let's figure it out. Um, You know, I just am really thankful that we, even though we got married young, we had the full support of our families. And maybe that's because my dad was like, yes, you can have her and all of her student loans with her. Right, right. Um, But I mean, looking back, I wish perhaps that we had had... um, I don't know, just kind of the, like maybe we had looked at the course map, <laughs> like, right, right, kind of had this yeah. idea, like, you know, a marathon typically goes better if you look at the course map and you know, like, here's where like mile nine is going to be really hard or like mile eight is going to be downhill. So you should really like, you know, work to your advantage in that route. Um, so, but there's also a beauty of being like pleasantly surprised or I didn't have time to fear what I didn't know was was coming. That's um, right. Yeah. And, and through so each struggle, just, we get stronger, of course. Yes, exactly. Um, so it definitely has built character and um, strengthened our marriage in a way that 
I mean, it could have gone either way. The stats aren't great on surgical marriages. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really blessed that we are we made it to the other end. Yeah, absolutely. And in speaking of the analogy to you know racing and that, talk a little bit for me about that part of your life. So you've done triathlons. You're also into health and wellness. Um, I'm assuming yes. that exercise um, really you know does a lot for your mental state and helps you through struggles as well. Will you speak about that a little bit, Katie? Yeah, certainly. So I've been a runner my whole life. And part of that was nobody gets cut from the cross country and track team because you just <laughs> put one foot in front of the other. And so I was a multi-sport athlete through high school and college. And I was just of the mediocre variety. Like I was not your standout athlete. I also wasn't the worst athlete. I just was good enough to make the team, sometimes be a contributing partner to relays or finishing in the top five for a cross country team. But a lot of sports for me was kind of the passion grew out of the community that it provided. And then once I finished college and got to grad school, I was like, oh, crap, I don't have a coach. He's going to tell me what to do every day. (laughs) And so I started marathon running um, kind of on a whim. I just had some classmates who were like, hey, who wants to run the Chicago Marathon? So I signed up eight weeks later, ran the Chicago Marathon. It was a bit of a disaster. What? Eight weeks later? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't don't recommend that. (laughs) And that just kind of bore this new, like, all right, like, I think I'm going to try and run a marathon in every state. And so that was just kind of my long-term goal, no end sight in mind. Like, I don't have to be finished by a certain time. And so that is the one piece of fitness. Like, running has always been a bit of a sanctuary for me. Um, It's a place where, like, my mind is quiet, even though my body is working. And I've just really always loved running, not because I'm fast or got lots of awards or was really amazing at it. It's just really simple and methodical and quiet. And so as a mother, it became even more invaluable to me. Like, fitness is just that space where I can, like, reminded of who I was as a kid and a college student and prior to children that passion that I've held on to throughout motherhood, which is really easy to get lost in kind of the chaos and demands of motherhood. So it's always been this like grounding spot for me. Right. I love that. And I think when we take care of ourselves as mothers and we make the time to exercise and do what brings us joy, we are better mothers. Even that if that oh, means, amen. <laughs> yeah, even if that means we have to take, you know, an hour away from our kids or two hours or whatever it is, you know, I think yeah. it does. It, it helps us to be better, better mothers. So yes, totally agree. Um, so I know you were telling me before we started recording, I, I know that the challenge of getting through that period of time within your marriage and your schooling and your husband's school um, also prepared you for a similar challenge later. Well, it wasn't similar, but another challenge later in your life that kind of came up. Do you want to share that with us, Katie? Yeah. So when we got pregnant with our second born, I went in for that first ultrasound to confirm, you know, heartbeat and pregnancy. And they found basically just this giant black abyss, which turned out to be an ovarian cyst that had tissue growth in it. And so there was a concern that it could be cancerous and it was the size of like a 42 week gestational baby. So it took up a lot of space in my abdomen. And I mean, first time mom, I just assumed like, Oh, this is my lot in life. You know, just that little extra putt around the center when in fact it had been like, you know, a giant ovarian cyst that had been growing since my first delivery. Um, And I mean, that's where you see kind of this divine intervention of like, we were at Johns Hopkins Hospital where my husband was a surgery resident. And so 
at an amazing OB and who knew a great oncology surgeon and an anesthesiologist who was willing to do a spinal tap instead of having to go under general anesthesia because I ended up having to have the cyst removed while I was pregnant. So at just around 20 weeks, I went in and had an exploratory laparotomy to remove it simply because there was tissue growth and it turned out it was not cancerous. So, I mean, all well that ends well. Um, but I think there was just this, again, this perseverance of we have to do the hard thing and like we need to address this head on and we need to just step into the unknown. Like we don't know what the pathology report is going to say, but we do know that we are at a great medical institution and that we are connected with great resources and that like at the end of the day, there's not much I can do to change the fact that the cyst exists, but I do have a choice in how to respond. And so just kind of choosing that courage to do what needed to be done. Absolutely. It's so funny. I was just going to relate that back to the choosing courage over comfort. And in this case, you didn't really have a choice to choose comfort, but you did have a choice (laughs) to choose to be miserable, right? Um, And, you know, it, it I, I think that it's always a choice. We can choose to make ourselves miserable or we can choose to make ourselves strong and have courage. And, yes. um, you know, that is a skill that will serve us well if we can, if we can possibly do it. So, um, and like you said, every struggle we go through gives us more strength, a different kind of strength um, as we journey through life. So I guess when we get, you know, when, when we're really up there, we're going to have a, all kinds of strength, right, Katie? We're going to take whatever <laughs> comes our way. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I, everything turned out okay with that. And you have four healthy children and you're healthy, I correct? Do. Yes. Yes, they are. Wonderful. They're very robust, healthy, big <laughs> children. <laughs> I would describe mine in the same way, um, especially my three boys. Um, awesome. Oh, wow. I have three girls and one boy. So, oh, heart, so we're opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I have three boys and one girl. Um, and so it's a wild household. And robust is a great way to describe it. Um, yeah. Well, fantastic. So I would love to hear any kind of encouragement that you have for other women who are facing similar struggles um, or something completely different that they're dealing with. Um, what would you put out there for them, Katie, if you're going to give them some words of encouragement? My word of encouragement, and I think this is something I kind of preach to myself every day, is to simply show up um, and not not be so kind of, I'm my worst critic. And so I think not coming with all of these preconceived notions of what other people expect me to do or what I expect of myself, but just like simply show up and give it your all. And that might fall short and that's okay because like your effort isn't the point. It's just your willingness to be present and show up for your kids as imperfectly as that might be. And I think Brene Brown speaks a lot about that. Like the kind of the blessing of imperfection, Um, just acknowledging my best effort might not be perfect, but that's not the goal. The goal is to be present and to just show up. And that's kind of, there's a lot of freedom in that. And I've had to grow into that freedom. Yeah. And we are, you're right. We're not called to be perfect. We're just, we're just called to be our best, the best that we can be, you know? Um, I love that. I love that just showing up for people, whether it's your family or your children or your friends or people that you don't even know, you know, you can show up in ways for people you don't even know. A smile to someone can mean more than you think. I mean, all of these things. So fantastic. Well, so Katie, if people would like to follow you, would you, do you want to give them a way to do that? Um, if they're interested in being inspired by your journey, Sure, that'd be great. Um, so I have an Instagram account. 
And it's at simply Katie Van Arendong. So simply just the word simply. And then my la- my first and last name, K-A-T-I-E. And then the mouthful of a last name, <laughs> which I married into. Um, it's V-A-N-A-R-E-N-D-O-N-K. And that's kind of where I chronicle kind of all just the simple parts of life, running, family, marriage, new adventures, just kind of the mundane, but there's a lot of beauty in the ordinary and just kind of embracing that. Absolutely. All right. Well, I encourage you listeners to go follow Katie. And um, before we go, I'm just going to leave some final words here from our interview. And um, that is this. Listeners, listen to Katie. Choose courage over comfort whenever possible. Choose to practice your values. And like we talked about, do good for others. It will come back to you in unexpected ways. We believe in you. Connected, we can rise. (laughs) 